Hey everybody, welcome back to What Really Matters. Uh, my name is Steve. And my name is Marshall. And we just talk about what matters and what's fun to us. Uh, we talk about video games and uh, movies and all sorts of different entertaining content, even sports for that matter. But uh, just not none of the stuff that bogs down uh, or just any of the mess that's out there. Just the fun stuff. And right now, this entire episode is going to be devoted to one subject, which is Lord of the Rings. And that is a lot to cover. I know somebody might out there be thinking, oh, just Lord of the Rings, that's all you have? <laughs> is, that, is that all we have? <laughs> uh, we have too much with that amount of content. Yeah, we'll be talking a lot about the video games out there, we'll be talking a lot about the movies, and then we're going to go briefly over the TV show. Uh, you haven't seen it yet, correct? No, I haven't looked at it at all. Okay. Yeah, it just released, um, I believe, yesterday. I haven't seen it yet either. Um... We have seen trailers and, and so on. We're excited about it, and it's one, one of the reasons why we wanted to release this. We have no idea what's coming down the pipe, though. It could be an absolute total disaster uh, compared to what we currently have. But at the same time, we don't need to shit on it before we watch it. So, all right. Why don't you take it away first? I thought we'd talk maybe about the movies first, and we could go in with uh, what are your favorite scenes or moments or even movies yeah, so I, which ones do you I think I'm I'm gonna say I think the two towers is my favorite, followed mm -hmm. very closely behind the first one, and then the third one is third, level ten. I mean that's how good they are, mm -hmm. in my opinion. They're the best made series of all time. There's nothing bad to say about it, honestly. Um, I, I agree with you completely, and actually all three of those movies, um, I think. All three of the original Lord of the Rings movies are just absolute god tier. I think that they're just they're just incredible all the way through, all three of them. But The Two Towers is my favorite. Uh, Helm's Deep will always be my favorite scene um, and, and battle out of the entire series. Um, I just That's what solidified, uh, I think, Lord of the Rings to me as being epic was The, the Two Towers. And then the first one... Whenever I watch it individually, I think like you, like yeah. you do, it feels like it might be the best one. And then I watch the second one, and then I think, nope, nope, definitely the second one's the best right. one. And, That's uh, exactly the third how I one, feel. right? The third one has so many incredible scenes in it that it it blows me away that it it still takes third place. There's so many cool things. Oh, that yeah, happen. It's perfect. just the whole entire last half of the movie is a battle scene. It's incredible. Honestly, that's like one of my favorite things about Lord of the Rings is all of the action scenes are all so well done. I mean, like, it's crazy, mm -hmm. too, because, like, I mean, you have all these humans and all the orcs, but you, like, you feel so much for them because of the practical effects that they put in right. those movies. That's what makes a big difference. Because, like, again, when you see all these horsemen running, I know some of them are fake. Like, you know, they, they probably double up at a certain point. Well, they do. Yeah, they, they definitely copy and paste a lot of them. Yeah. But you're dealing with a lot of real actors that have been copied exactly. and pasted over and over and over again. Right, exactly. And again, even and if you look at it, like if you pause and go through, it's hard to see. I mean, they definitely mm -hmm. did a good job at that. And there's so many heroes as well that you feel for all of them. Like, you're so excited to see everything. And, like, there's real dread and fear in the Lord of the Rings universe because, I mean, you're... None of well, Bohemir dies right away. So that, that sets yeah. the stage. So you're like, oh, literally anyone could die if one of the Fellowship dies. I mean, like especially if you I haven't mean, like, read the books. Right, and for that matter, when when they kill off one of the very main character, you know, the uh, Gandalf, 
right away. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah. So we're going to kill off an actual, like, legitimate main character as well while we're, while we're at it. Yeah, exactly. Now, I'm thinking course, they, they, they kill Gandalf, yeah. and then they kill Boromir. You're like, man, we're... And then at the end of the uh, first movie, you break the Fellowship. Two of the hobbits have been mm-hmm. captured by Urukai, mm-hmm. and you're like, mm-hmm. man, this is this is going downhill fast. <laughs> but, right. And right. Then, the whole entire fellowship fell apart. Yeah. Right. And then in the second movie, you have Haladir in like on Helm's Deep, and he gets killed, which technically doesn't happen in the books. But I actually do like it for. I really like that in the movies, to be honest. But him, I think it's a great scene. I think it's a great. Right. The whole entire scene is good. Mm-hmm. And it it just it builds a lot for Aragorn's character. He, like, feels that a lot more. In the books, I think he, like, you see him. Well, first of all, the elves never show up two Helms Deep in the books, I'm pretty certain. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and I really like that, actually. I really like that Peter Jackson had, like, the coming together of the humans and elves. The You know, like, the old alliances are gathering back together. And I really like that aspect that he had. And he put that in the movies. I was always sad that, like, the dwarves never come in. Now, again, they don't come in in the book, so it would have been really odd to have them come in. That's why, <laughs> shooting over to The Hobbit, I was super excited to see those. Sure. But the product of its time, it came out, and it was all CGI, and you just have, yeah. you know, little cartoons running at cartoons, and big explosion, basically. Right. And it's like, it just doesn't have the same feel. And, you know, it didn't need, in my opinion to feel so much different. I think that you can still film with as much CGI as he did as long as you can somehow still make it grounded. The problem is is he filmed with so much CGI and the characters behaved like CGI. Yeah. Whereas everyone's invincible, you can drop them off of buildings, bounce them around on rocks, do whatever you want to them and it's irrelevant. They're never going to get hurt. Yeah, Legolas defies gravity, runs upwards off of, like, those stones. You're like, what kind of Final Fantasy shit am I watching right now, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And it's just, there's so many scenes with the dwarves in particular, or that one, uh, the knockoff Gandalf, the... The one of the all the 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 rabbits that pull his sleigh, uh, the brown, where he's like Radagast. flying at two hundred miles an hour on yeah. this uh, rabbit sleigh, and it's just it feels so impractical and so fake, right? That it makes it pointless to be viewing, right? It's like I don't know why I'm watching this. There's no there's no ground here. There's no value here. I see what you're saying. Why you, did you? I see what you're saying. You're saying yeah, it's true that it was CGI rabbits. But it wasn't just the fact that it's CGI, it's the fact that it was fucking rabbits, right? If he had right. a sleigh with, you know, like, these are white horses from the mountains, again, if they had made him a cool character, like they should have, instead of a bumbling idiot, then he could have been like, these are the great horses of, you know, like, th- those mountains, the whatever mountains they are, and then he would be, like, riding away from the war really fast. Instead, they're like, let's just do a bunch of slapstick and smack my knee a bunch of times, and these are Rustafil rabbits, you're like... Oh, fuck up, bro. First of all, I don't think that's canon. I'm almost certain it's not. And now, so not only are you, like, ruining canon's sake, you're, like, just going off the road. And then again, you can't obviously have a bunch of rabbits pulling a sleigh, therefore he makes CGI, so then I'm double broken, because I don't believe that these rabbits are pulling the sleigh, ever. Well, right. Again, it's not even just that rabbits are pulling the sleigh. It's 
it's the physics in everything that was happening. The 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 amount of speed he had, the amount of blur that they needed to to add to it to make it seem like he was moving fast and and just the the craziness that was taking place made it so unrealistic and ungrounded and unfounded and and there's nothing that the audience is seeing that they're believing. Right. So why does it matter that it's happening? Right. I mean, versus. It, I was just gonna say, it. and like you're saying, if you're grounded, like let's say if you look at a wonderful scene from when the wargs attack the uh, the men of Rohan in the um, two towers, those are, the guys are riding real horses, and I'm pretty sure that sure. a lot of that's practical effect of actual mm-hmm. men riding actual horses. So you see mm-hmm. them now again. So like the wargs are probably CGI when you know they're done well. But, like, mm-hmm. again, it's part of it is believable because these humans on horses, I can see them, so I'm willing to disbelieve that the wargs are attacking them, right? Mm-hmm. And then, again, they I don't know how they did all their sword fights, but they, they, they must have had, like, stuff to actually hit because it all looks real. You know, they didn't have the Star Wars 2 effect where you're just swinging your lightsaber around. You know, they're actually, like, smacking right. things. It's gritty. People are dying all over the right. place. Right. Now, obviously, you have lots of different special effects taking place in those first three films, but nonetheless, there's enough uh, reality there where they're actually hitting each other's swords and they're actually moving and doing stuff that it feels real, it feels dangerous, and it feels valuable. Right. And I think that is one of the, the many things about those first three films that uh, make them epic, which make them perfect. It's three almost flawless films creating an incredible trilogy that, uh, in my opinion, uh, surpasses any other trilogy out there. Agreed. I agree. And, like, one of the things, obviously, I'm a fantasy guy. I'll say that. I'm definitely a fantasy over science fiction. Sure. But as far as, like, on film, you know, like, Lord of the Rings is so cool and all, all the scenery is so wonderful. Anyone that watches those movies, you're like, I should probably visit that place because it looks spectacular. If from everything I have seen, it is. Obviously, they do guss it up a little bit here and there. But again, it's one of those things where it looks so fantasy. Everything is so cool looking. They've spent so much time on the costumes. Like if you watch like the behind the scenes, you see they just have rows and rows and rows of costumes for background characters, right? And then obviously mm-hmm. for the main actors, you have like 16 of the same outfit because, you know, they might tear an arm or something like that here or there, so they have to be ready. But like you like, see the seamstress, like on the behind the scenes, they have like seamstress every day. They're like making like chain links. They, they literally made real chain links. Nowadays, people just be like, oh, I'll just hit a few keys, there, they're wearing chainmail. And that's the difference. You can tell. Real chainmail, you know, like, it's hitting the person that's rocking against his chest when he's riding the horse. Or, like, again, like, I love I love that scene. Then you want to talk about favorite scenes. I love the scene when, the in number two, the orc punches that dude in the face, and his, like, neck just, like, cracks back. You know what I'm talking about? It looks like, it looks, like, so gross, like, yeah. and, and then, yeah, like, yeah, but again, yeah. it's, like, it's real chainmail. So when his head, like, rocks back, it's, like, caught by the chainmail, you know? So you can tell by the way it moves that, like, oh, he just, like, totally snapped his neck off when he punched him, like, in the mouth. But at the same time, it, since it's practical effects inside the suit, it, like, rocks back. Where if, like, if you had CGI, I imagine that scene look, wouldn't look nearly as good. Like, it would look, like, it would stretch oddly. I mean, like, never, like, I just, can, I've seen other movies and that wouldn't look good. Whereas in that scene, it looks really nice. 
Right. It is amazing uh, that no matter how hard some people work at doing CG, they often mm-hmm. miss small things or don't think of different things, and as a result, it doesn't play out right. the way that they believe it will. Um, I think there's many scenes in the Star Wars prequels that uh, can attest to that. I think there's different scenes that I'm looking at, and it's like, you know what, I think that you um, thought it looked good, uh, maybe in slow motion. Right. But in reality, I, mean, here, I can tell that it's fake. I mean, so I, with that said, I think that no, no matter how good a professional is at putting CG together and making it mimic real life, often they miss something and it comes out in the film and the audience can see it. No matter how hard the the people on the back end made it to, you know, to look a certain way. And this is definitely how the physics are supposed to be. But then just for some reason it doesn't play out and the audience doesn't believe it. It doesn't feel real. Well, I mean, an example I just thought about from having a practical effect and, and doing something crazy and not having a practical effect and doing something crazy, it was Legolas, right? So in, in the two towers, he slides down on that shield, right? Now you can tell he's probably got wires on and all that nonsense, right? But he's clearly standing on a shield. Like, I'd be yeah. flabbergasted if they said, oh no, that was all CG. Actually, I'm pretty sure I have paused it before and you can see like straps going over his feet, you know? Like a, like a snowboard. But again, in fast motion, you don't see the straps, mm-hmm. and, but you can see the shield. So again, he's like sliding down the stairs. It looks a little silly just because you understand that like physics don't work that way. But again, you're willing to di- you you quickly go that looks cool, right? But when he slides down the elephant, it's still cool <laughs> because I I like that scene with Legolas. But you can like tell the way he's like sliding down it. So do I. It doesn't look real. It feels a little bit too much like Tarzan, the animated <laughs> right, right. Uh, movie, where he's just able to just to glide across something. And it's like, ah, that's not possible. At the same time, I like that scene a lot. I think it's cool that it, you know it all collapses behind him and he stands up. I think it's a, I think it's a good looking right. scene. Okay, so we've covered some uh, of the movies that we like the most. Uh, I think the Two Towers are both of our favorite films. Helms, Helms Deep is both of our favorite scenes and battles. I really like the, the the demon scene versus uh, versus Gandalf quite a bit, but what is your least favorite film out of the six that exist? Out of the six that exist, oh my! Um, out of the six that exist, I would probably say, oh geez, it's oh gosh, it's actually really hard. Obviously, it's going to be one of the Hobbit movies, obviously, but all right. three of them have problems, and there, but all three do have things that I like. Like I actually like to be, I actually like the Legolas stuff to be honest. In number two, which is stuff that people hate, like that looks awful. But I like when he's like running on top of the buildings and he like fires arrows through like the orc's head. Like he's like a stealth ranger, and I think I actually think that. Plus his sure. armor actually looks really cool. I actually do like that. And oh, as I say, I also like the trees. Like when they're going through the trees in the beginning, you have the spiders coming down, and he can hear them when he's wearing the ring and all that stuff. And again, that's that's book stuff, right? It's when they adapt the book stuff, they do actually quite a good job. Like in the in the beginning of the first Hobbit, for the first like five ten minutes of the movie, it's literally almost like word for word for what the book is. When he's doing the uh, good day, yeah, you know, he's doing all that speech. That's like word for word from the book. Maybe you know a little tinted here and there. And it's really good. They did a really good job. And they, their inflections are obviously awesome because they're fantastic actors. But 
and the problem is whenever they go off the rails, like when you have like the mountain troll scene in the first one, you have like those huge like trolls firing rocks. It's kind of like a world breaking moment. You're like, are you telling me these things have been alive all the time? Are they not very sentient? Because if they're sentient, then why is Saruman not trying to gather them to fight? I mean, it's just one of those things where you're like, mm, it's kind of dumb. Like, I don't like... Plus, like, what? They have trails on their knees? Like, they're never explained. Whereas, like, trolls from the Lord of the Rings movies, well, they're, you know, they're probably 10 feet high, and they're thick, and they're big. But you can see how they would live in the world, right? There's massive caves, and they could live in there easy. But these mountain trolls, you're like, no, that's not... Again, too, it's like, I know what a mountain troll is. It's just a bigger troll that lives in the mountains. Basically, what those three guys are supposed to be you know, the three that he turns into stone, those are supposed to be mountain trolls. And again, same with the, the scene uh, when they're inside the caves running from the orcs. It turned, That's mm-hmm. the scene that we're talking about when it turned into, all right, guys, let's put on some silly music and we'll put on invincible mode and go. And it's just so dumb. Right. They're like moving the ladder and it's like killing thousands of orcs as they're running and like they're just bumbling around and like literally they're like hit a ladder and it just magically hits the orc behind them bam you know and again it's all siege it's very very cgi so you can tell they just told the actor hey just run across this track and we'll just put it in around you none of its practical effects again i can't i don't think i'll make number one the worst because they also have the smeagol scene or Gollum, and that scene's fantastic both those actors do a fantastic job. I believe the barrel scene is in number two. And that scene to me is unforgivable. It, it, you have to have the barrel scene because it's a big part of the books. He, he opens the thing, it opens like the trap door, and they escape in the barrels. It's an important scene from the books. And then he becomes a barrel. Exactly, yeah. ex- exactly. Th- I mean, honestly, that's one of the coolest things that he says to him. Is that he's like, oh, I rode in these barrels. And hearing Smaug say, barrel rider, you know, like, that's so cool. But mm-hmm. to get there, they made just the dumbest scene. They It goes on for far too long. It's absurdly CGI. They're, like, tossing axes to each other. And it's like, no matter how good that you guys are of, like, friends... There's just, they have like a mind link, chopping the tree. It's just beyond absurd. Right. The third one, I'll be honest, I was kind of like burnt out by the time I got to the third one. I, I, I did not watch it in the, in the theaters. Um, I watched it a long time after it was already out because I had no interest in actually technically even witnessing it. I didn't get around to it, but it just, it wasn't... <laughs> It was no longer worth my time to uh, go out and go watch it. To me, like, it wasn't worse than the, the second one. So, like, it gets that, sure. like, is number two had done so many things that were so silly and so dumb that when it got to number mm-hmm. three, my mindset was already like, this isn't as good as Lord of the Rings. I have to accept that. Let's see what silly nonsense they come up with, right? So then when they had silly nonsense sure. like Legolas running up rocks... Or they have, like, the other, uh, they have Thranduil. There's, like, the part where he... Falling rocks in the sky. In the sky. Oh, yeah, to, to yeah. Clarify you're right, yeah exactly. yeah, exactly. Suspended over, like, a waterfall, not touching anything. Right. Exactly. It's like, that's not, right. that's not how physics work at all. Again, elves right. are light. No matter how light <laughs> exactly. you are, you are not that exactly. light. <laughs> and so, I mean, it's, and there's just a lot of stuff like that. But, again, it's, you get to see the dwarven armies, which is what I wanted. I wanted to see those guys. Um, 
you see in the very beginning, you see uh, Smaug get defeated with the Black Arrow. I thought it was kind of cool the way they decided to make the Black Arrow like a, an arbalist instead of just like a bow and arrow. It was okay. I wasn't. I'm not sure how I feel about it totally, but it was kind of cool an idea how they're like these huge, you know, arbalists because it makes more sense bringing down a dragon than just with, like with a regular bow and arrow. Um. Yeah. So I'm gonna say that the second one is the worst. I don't remember. I have no idea what the little subtitles are for the Hobbit movies, but I would say that one's the worst because the barrel writing scene is unforgivable. How about you? There is a lot of uh, problems with the the Hobbit trilogy in general. I think uh, my main gripes with it are they bogged it down with so much content because obviously this film should have only been one yeah. film. I could. It should have only I'll be, been. I'll be on one movie or maybe maybe yeah, two. That's what I was gonna say. I I honestly think that it could have been two. Like I'm fine with that, right? Because otherwise, you like cause mm-hmm. we are so used to Lord of the Rings being like three hours long to to literally being like mm-hmm. six hours long, or whatever it is for Return of the King. That I mm-hmm. was willing to give this two movies each, like two hours, you know. And then maybe if he made extra mm-hmm. stuff, then they're like two and a half hours. So I was fine with him breaking into two because I was under the belief that he was taking his time and care to make it two movies right like he's it's kind of like uh with um the justice league he's saying i can't do it in one movie there's not enough time i need to make this like two movies or you know he i think he said like three or four because he's crazy but you know that's what he was saying Mm -hmm. and and when you watch the justice league snyder cut you go yeah this could have been two movies or his he could have broken this up i can see how he was thinking but when the hobbit turned first they said it's going to be two movies and again i was like i'm okay with that I'm okay with them taking their time and doing it right. But then when it turned into, it's going to be three movies, right? And when you watch, like I said, the troll scene in the first one, that is complete filler, right? Because, again, like when they're in the cave running from the orcs, that could be said to be story because it's actually really cool when Gandalf shows up and makes like that boom of magic. But the, the rock scene troll right before that, you could literally, I mean, you can it's not even like it's edited in such a way that you could literally press skip and like you know i mean i'm not sure if it's perfect skip but like a skip and then they like fall into the caves so you can cut that whole scene out it's just like one scene to be like oh my god did they get crushed by the rock trolls and it's like no and nobody believes that they did and it so right. like it's stuff like that where you go uh-oh like it's a bad sign like when you first watch that first movie you go uh-oh this looks like filler so you know what i mean you shouldn't have made three movies if you're putting filler in and then once you get to the second one and you have 25 minutes of a barrel scene, you're going, uh-oh, this is real bad. And then you have, like, all the nonsense of, like, the stupid jokes in the city. You're like, this is just awful. And then the third one, they're just like, let's just stack this sucker for full of fillers. And I think that that's where it it feels to me like it's bogged down. It feels slow. They added a whole entire love uh, completely forgot about that. I don't know what <laughs> yeah, it's it's not called love triangle because it's just it's just a, it's just a love scene, whatever you want to. But it's not a scene; it's a whole what is it? It's a, a love, love dynamic. A love dynamic, but they do involve they, they, Legolas kind of likes her, so there is kind of a triangle, even though he's like okay. the odd man okay. out, you know. Sure, but either way, they oh, it's a love story. That's what I'm trying to say. They added a whole entire love story that ends up just <laughs> it's a waste of everyone's time. 
and it, it, it can easily be cut out. No one would be the wiser. It does not affect the story. You cut it out, and the story rolls smoother and better and yeah. faster. But you bogged it down with that unnecessary content and other scenes. And it's those scenes that bother me, uh, I think, even more than anything that feels unrealistic and goofy. Because when it's unrealistic and goofy, as much as I might roll my eyes and be frustrated with it, I'm not um, bored out of my seat. Versus when I'm witnessing stuff that I'm like, are you fucking serious right now? Why the fuck am I sitting here watching this content? I am pissed that I am wasting my time watching this content. Versus when uh, the goofiness is happening, I think it's dumb. I think it's you know a, you know, goofy, but I'm not angry. <laughs> versus like that love scene, I'm I'm so frustrated and appalled by, by the the disregard to the audience. It's like you you know this content right. isn't good. Why are you pushing? I would us say this? that honestly, you are so right. And the reason why I didn't say that is because I forgot. I totally forgot about that crap right. because it's so boring. That you're right. It's like, this mm-hmm. is such a slog, and I don't care about it at all. Like, one of my mm-hmm. favorite memes or like mm-hmm. <laughs> was, like, it shows that, that scene where she's, like, holding the dwarf, and she's like, why is this so hard? And then Thrandro goes, and then they show Thrandro and says, because this wasn't in the books. <laughs> or, you know, it's like, or a different one says, or a different <laughs> sure, one says sure, sure. because this is completely ridiculous, you know, or, you know, or some stuff like that, where it's like, right, right. you're telling me this warrior chick elf is like, again, she, like, in the second one, she, like, instantly falls in love with this guy like oh he made some cracked joke i'm smitten (laughs) you're like this is so dumb i didn't like anything about what i was watching that entire time and it just it it grinded my gears so hard that i was like i am i'm mad i'm mad that this is happening right now this shouldn't be happening this is so frustrating that you shoved this content in here and it is only destroying your movie that you're trying to make right now. So that's what bothers me the most about the about those about that trilogy. Um, okay, so now let's maybe let's move on because we've been kind of negative yeah. here for a while. We really love the first trilogy. We think it's out of this world, a plus across the board, or at least arguably the, the best trilogy of all time. Then you have the second trilogy, which is you know we're very irked and frustrated with sure it's content and it's filler but content like that should only be created for maybe streaming services nowadays which you know congratulations that's probably what's going to be happening (laughs) (laughs) honestly i think it's going to be way worse like it'll it's going to be way worse i know it's going to be way worse because the reviews have started to come out and it's being (laughs) dropped because the reason why it's going to be worse is because specifically what you just said steven what bothered you the most? That trashy love nonsense that came out of nowhere. And from what we hear, right. that's all this show is. Just a bunch of drama yeah. that nobody cares about. Again, like all the yeah. drama in Lord of the Rings, if you want to use that word, I wouldn't even use that word. But if you did, mm-hmm. it's all because it's contributing to the story, right? You have the dynamic mm-hmm. of Eowyn and, and Aragorn, but it's like this thing where he he's like, it, it's adding to the story. It's not like, hey, let's go on this side tangent of, like, this little love trash. I mean, and again, I believe that a lot of that is because of Tolkien's writings that make it good. Like, they're able to take that from his writings, and he took the time to make it really good. 
Whereas nowadays, uh, you know, offense to be taken by everybody. You guys are all terrible writers nowadays and have no idea how to make any TV series that anybody wants to watch nowadays. Well, that's, it's, that is what is frustrating with this content. Um, now, granted, I have to, I have to reserve... Complete um, judgment. My tongue a little bit, yeah, because I have not watched the first two episodes that have been released... But I am a deep diver in everything <laughs> when it comes to spoilers <laughs> on everything. I mean, no matter what it is, I know it's coming down the pipe a long time before my eyes see it. It's very rare when I deliberately block everything out. Like, for instance, I did that with uh, some of Christopher Nolan's Batman mm-hmm. films. I wanted to go into it blind so that way I could actually enjoy it as much as possible. Same with, um, I think it was the first G.I. Joe. I went to it. Pretty much 100% blind. Which was a good choice but, looking um, back at it, obviously. Fantastic yeah, movie. You know? it was. It, right. I, I think that the first one... Um, Top 10 material, obviously. I mean, I, who, who? <laughs> no, not, definitely not that. Def, definitely not even what? close to what? that. What? 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 But, but going into it blind definitely made it better. Um, at the same time, uh, even though I went into it blind, I still had overhyped yeah. it in my head. Well, of course. It, I mean, for what it was. again, it's like that same with like Transformers. I really liked the first movie, but again, like you look back at it now and you go, like, you watch it now, and there's like so many scenes where you're like, mm, you guys just kind of like really poorly edited that. Like, th- like there's, I think as a whole, all of Michael Bay's. Um, I mean, I, I like the the first Ninja Turtles, but the second Ninja Turtles. And I would say the majority of all the Transformers yeah. um, are so poorly edited. It's difficult for me to read. Yeah, I, exactly. Them. I don't. They that don't is his age biggest well. problem. Like he needs to hire an editor because it, that is he does so many scenes where like they're like, okay, guys, we're gonna drive to the city, and then it doesn't look like a time jump. It looks like they're driving in a consistent line, but like the sun has set like three hours behind them and you're like did we time jump yeah. but the way they act is like oh they act like oh we didn't yeah. time jump at all and you're like okay but you should yeah, try yeah, that yeah that that you're right there's no way to tell how much right. time has passed yeah, in any of his movies films. it is he, the, the the character will take a left hand turn and they'll be in the middle of the forest you're like oh so has it been hours since yeah. we last saw you one so, second ago the what way you ha- just said you were in a chase scene, and now we're in the middle That's of the woods. That's actually literally what happened. Do you remember with Bumblebee in the first movie? They're in the city. They don't go in the woods, but yeah. he literally... It's like daytime. He's, like, running from the cop, takes a left-hand turn, and, like, hides in some cove. And you're like, mm, it's, like, now 930 right. at night. What's going on here? So, actually, let's move on from the movies and move on to some of the games. Because there's so many games that actually are more important to me than even the movies are. I think the movies are epic and super cool, but I got so many memories from the games where I spent so much time as these characters, you know, hacking and slashing that. Oh, yeah. I think they're even more important to me oh, than Oh, yeah. Movies. I mean, I love Battle from Middle Earth 2. That's one of the games I spent. Mm-hmm. Like, again, you think about how many times you've watched the movies, how many hours you spent on the movies, and I probably spent well over that playing Battle from Middle Earth 2. It's an RTS game, which is right. real-time strategy. So, like, naturally those games take long to play anyways. But, like, you have heroes mm-hmm. in that game. And so, na- to this day, Faramir, who is really cool in the books, and he's kind of cool in the movies. He just kind of, like, doesn't do much at all, to be honest. But, like, in the video game, he can, like, 
do everything. Like he has like you can like switch him. He can be a ranger, a swordman, or a horseman, and he has like a leadership ability. So like Faramir is like one of my favorite characters like in all of Lord of the Rings because of the video game, which is so funny. And same with like uh, I love same with Haladir. Haladir uh, he looks so cool in the movie, and then in the game he can do the same thing where he can switch from being a swordman to a bowman, and it's like. And they look so cool, and it's just you. Let, you have all the sound effects from Lord of the Rings. You have all the rushing and the horses blasting through, and then they like the second mm-hmm. battle. Like the first one, was a good game in its own right, and the story campaign just basically followed the movies. But like the second one, it had a brand new story. It was like taken from material. I don't think there's any books or anything that are based that it's on. But like you have, if you play the bad guys, you like have this cool massive dragon who like burns all these things is super cool and then so like i actually love playing through the story on that one mm-hmm. um i think my and i watched you play that game a lot i only played it briefly i mainly watched you play yeah. that and and for instance uh, you, your friends playing it what i mainly played when it came to these games was uh, like the PS2 games, the ones that are based off of the actual movies. I think they're even yeah, they're titled, titled the same the thing. They're like the Two Towers and Return of the King. Right, and whereas in those games, the main cutscenes that you're trying to get to are scenes from the actual films, which I thought was so cool. Which is what there was one of the main reasons why I like those games so much. Is well, for starters, it's very very rare as anyone who has played video games knows uh to have an ip come out and actually succeed like oh this is a a, this is a video game based off of movies so then everyone else goes oh so we should not buy it because it's gonna be pure garbage whereas these three games i think are a plus i think i think they're amazing now granted they're from a long time ago. I don't know if they hold up nowadays. I haven't played them in right, 20 right. years or whatever it's been. But uh, at the time, they were excellent. They were amazing. So you would witness scenes from the film, and then it would cut to you doing all of this different stuff that um, goes in between the different right. scenes. Like Obviously, they had a battle. And obviously, a lot of different stuff happened. Now, obviously, you can't see everything in the first place, but this is what happened in that entire battle, which was you doing all this crazy stuff, or or you um, traveling from one place to another and, and hunting and finding all these different things, which basically extends and fills out what could have been in the movies. And in my mind, because I did it, it it did happen. Right, right. And again, like, one <laughs> because, because to, to me, it yeah, happened. I would say yeah. one of the things, like, there's a there's one in Return of the King game where you're, like, Gandalf in the beginning, like, the first one of the first levels, and you're running through uh-huh. the woods because in number two, the movie, it ends with them looking at the, or, you know, it's like one of the end scenes is them looking at the forest, the orcs run in and they get killed, right? So in the game, he, like, goes into the forest, he's, like, chasing them, and, like, again, it's a game, so he somehow gets from there all the way to where the ants are but he like is there's mm-hmm. like the ants are trying to pull apart the dam and like these orcs are shooting like fire arrows at it and he so you have to like shoot the if like keep them off the ants and then he's like pulling this damn thing and when you're looking at the video game you're like not really paying attention to what he's doing but then literally it goes right from that like i don't think they really if they had loading screens they were very good and they went 
right into it. So he's like pulling it, and then it switches right to the movie where he, like the guy like pulls the bridge or like pulls like the supports, and the whole like water comes flushing in. So it's so cool because then you feel like even though the, it's different than the movie because in the movies obviously they like ride up. It's kind of cool because like it's like a different like a slightly different alternative story, and it's really cool. Cause you're like, oh, I'm defending the Ents. That way they can destroy Sauron and all this stuff. So it's super cool. Sure. Saruman, right. I should say. And then um, I think two of the biggest film, or not, you know, two of the biggest Lord of the Rings games that have come out since. Uh, flip, uh, Shadow of Mordor. What, 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 what? Shadow of Mordor. What's the other uh, one called? I think it, it, game it's pass, right? War yeah. something. Shadow Either of, way, it's Shadow of War. Shadow then. Mordor. Okay, you're right. You're right. So I'll just revert. And then I think, so we obviously, there was a lot of games that came out during that era. And then after that era was done, two huge games came out, uh, which I didn't play at the time when they were first released because, in my mind, the Lord of the Rings era had kind of passed. I had kind of moved on from it since then. But when uh, the Shadow of War and the Shadow of Mordor released, um, they were huge games that a lot of people loved. And I didn't get into it until... I saw these different reviews and people liking it, and I thought, you know, I'll get around to it when I get around to it, and which is kind of a shame because uh, they are epic, epic yeah. games, incredible. Yeah, I games. played the first one when it had came out, and or, you know, close to it coming out, and that game is so sure. good. It has like similar aspects to like the Batman Arkham series in a way, like the way you like stealth right. jump on people and stuff like that, or kind of like mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed, but more Arkham. But it's rated M, right? So in Arkham, you, like, jump in, like, Batman, like, punches a dude, and you're like, okay. yeah, It's cool for Batman. But in this one, he does all these crazy cool finishers where he's, like, sl- he, like, will stab them in the chest, like, spin them around and, like, slice off their head, and their head just goes flying. And it's so cool because it's Lord sure. of the Rings. Like, Lord of the Rings, even the movies are PG-13. They're not, like, super violent. But, like, this version of it is so cool. And I remember when I first played the game, I think you thought the same thing when you first played you're like i don't know if i want to watch this because i think they're making their own story up and that kind of frustrates me but then i as i was playing i realized oh this is before the movies and it's very based in the canon of tolkien's writings like it's the fall of mordor like the first one is shadow mordor it's like the fall of the gate and how the rangers lost it and then the shadow of war is where like the um uh, shoot, I can't remember the tower's name right now, but it's like in the movies, it's like the one that's like the bad guys own. It's like that green tower. I sh- I feel super unnerdy right now, and I I hate myself for not knowing the names. I should know the names of these towers, <laughs> but anyways, like it's like you see the fall of that tower and all this crazy stuff, and it's it's just really cool. The two towers. What's that? The two towers. No, there's uh, shoot, it's like Bogledor. There's like, because what it was is uh, a little quick history for uh, the nerds there. When Gondor was at the height of its power, they had like three cities. So there's the one city, which you see in the movies, which is the one that's like destroyed on the river where they're having the Mm -hmm. massive battle. Mm -hmm. There used to be a gorgeous, huge city. That was the capital because like the river ran through from the north to the south and they could 
control a massive amount of their empire from there. And then you had the White City, which you see in the movies, and that was like their last defense city. And like it was where the kings were buried and all that stuff, but it wasn't it wasn't that big of a city. It was just like a fortress city. And then you had this second tower that was which guarded and looked over Mordor because Mordor is where the enemy was defeated. So they had this tower that was supposed to keep track. It was to always look over Mordor. But, of course, Gondor becomes lazy. It goes over hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years that they just become too lax in their power. And then the ring wraiths come back and they take the tower. And that's how Mordor rises up. And then, obviously, from that, you see what happens into the movies where they come down, they destroy the city, and then there's an endless war between Gondor and Mordor. You've, in the past, uh, told me as well that, in your opinion... Uh, the games that have come out of the Lord of the Rings uh, IP overall are better quality than the, the for instance, that have come out uh, in the Star Wars IP. Right. Like, in my opinion, I think that there's more hits, or at least I have more favorites, that have come out of the Star Wars, you know, series. Like, for instance, a Bounty Hunter or uh, several of the Battlefront games have been huge for me but uh you're in your opinion you've, you've stated that you think overall yeah i it's it's hard to say like when i look back at the star wars one when i said that before you know like there are so many good star wars ones and i'm not sure which ones i would say are that bad like the starship ones i don't really care about you know nobody mm-hmm. really does but i would say i agree with you that the hits are better right but like the consistency of the Lord of the Rings games is, in my opinion, they only had one that was kind of a flop, and that was Conquest. And they were trying to make a Battlefront game. Sadly, they were trying to make mm-hmm. a Battlefront game in the Lord of the Rings universe, and it didn't really work out. And then I guess there was the other one which I never played, but people basically said it was like you were the generic Fellowship. You were like following the Fellowship, and I never played much of that. I heard it was still a fine game. Are you talking about that one that has like the three characters? Yeah, you're a, you're a human, yeah, the, uh, an elf. And, uh, and dwarf, and you literally look a yeah. lot like Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli. Yeah, and you're like following. No, you're it, it's it's so weird because like you're like tr- I think the basis of the story is like Elrond sent you out, and you're supposed to be helping them, but you're like following them. So you literally just play the movies with t- three different characters. So again, the game I heard was fine. I think it's like a. I believe it was a turn-based system. Like, the game was fine. It's just, like, everyone was like, uh, this story is stupid because it's just the same thing. I'm just not playing with the characters I want to play with. I mean, why am I playing with this well, generic guy with a sword? Yeah, from, from what I heard about it, again, I didn't play it either. But from what I heard about it, is it, it seemed like uh, you were always just missing the scenes in the movie. Like, oh, we just missed this uh, moment. Uh, but as you can see, there's some smoke right there from what was happening. Or we just watched the cape of this guy running around the corner that, that does represent this kind of thing. And it's like, all right. Yeah, it's and, and, or we could just play that. Stuff. Yeah, why not, exactly. Why not, <laughs> again, it was weird too because it was a tur- like I said, I believe it was turn based. I think they were trying to like uh, appease the Final Fantasy fans, like it was that style of game. Mm. And but the problem is, like we said, they had the movie games, which were fantastic. They had the Two Towers game and the Return of the King game. So it's like, why would I play those ones? Or, you know, why would I play this new one when I have these two fantastic games? Where I'm playing as the main character, it makes it made little sense. Uh, but besides that, I would say the games are all like super solid. I would play them again over and over and over again. Whereas like Star Wars, 
Battlefront obviously is naturally made to play over and over and over again, but the first one didn't really have a story. The second one has a fantastic story. Like that Battlefront, mm-hmm. the original Battlefront 2 is like, in my opinion, top 10 game. You know, it's fantastic. We played far, far too much. But then when it comes to the Lord of the Rings, like I love the Shadow of Mordor. Like there's, there's like nothing wrong with that game. Those two, like that and Shadow of War, they're both so good. And then the two movie games are so good. And the Battle of Middle Earth games are so good. And it's like they didn't make as many games. Like they kept it solid. They only made like one per thing. Whereas like Star Wars, and I do like it for this reason because I'm a huge Star Wars fan. So I like that they're like, you get to fly sh- ships and you get to drive tanks and you get to drive this mm-hmm. and that. Mm-hmm. But again, like as much as <laughs> I love, I actually really like that tank game. But when I look at it, I go, that wasn't really that good of a game. You know I mean? Right. So, like, stuff like that, where it's, like, again, I liked it, but if I looked at, like, other people and they wanted to play it, they probably wouldn't care for it. I only liked it because, hey, I was Anakin driving in a tank, and for some reason, right. he, he has his own special tank that is yellow, and <laughs> and Obi-Wan's is yeah. red. It was like, well, that's kind of stupid, but to me, it was fun. Yeah, so I like the Clone Wars game, but I think the Clone Wars game specifically is a good... <laughs> Uh, indicator of what kind of what we're talking about. That whole entire era had some huge hits that um, I think are some of the best games that I've ever played. While at the same time, it has some that uh, are an absolute waste of time that nobody should ever play. And I think that the Clone Wars is probably one of those games, even though I like it a lot. So in ending here, I just want to say that as huge fans of the Lord of the Rings universe books, games, movies. I'm I love Lord of the Rings, but again, this unfortunately is not made by Peter Jackson. It Are you referring to Okay, so you're I, referring to the I'm new referring to the new TV show. I am not excited for it because it's not it, they didn't they've even I've seen things where the, apparently they've been disrespecting the movies. They've said multiple times that they're disrespecting the like you know, like they're like, "Oh, we're not following the books." Well, they, like, they've disrespected Tolkien over and over again. Right, they've, exactly. They've, they've had no no qualms about uh, throwing him under the bus and right. stomping on him. And again, it's not just like they're like dislike Tolkien. I like I'm, I understand that. Like you're like, oh, I don't like the guy. Okay, whatever. But to say like we're not going to take from his writings, like they're like, I'm fairly certain Tom Bombadil is not going to show up in here. And again, that's something that like fans would have really liked because Tom Bombadil has been around since the beginning. So if you were a huge fan of Lord of the Rings and you were like, hey, we could sneak in Tom Bombadil, won't that be fun? I completely doubt that they'll bring Tom Bombadil in. Here. And if they do, I think they'll do him completely wrong. That's my that's my fear. It, because they want to make their own thing. They don't want to build... This is the same problem we have with like, the new Star Wars movies. They don't want to build on what was great about Star Wars. They want to take their own story, but to tell that story, they're going to use our characters. That way we'll watch it. It's the same thing with Lord of the Rings. They want to make their story in fantasy, but how are we going to sell it? Mm, let's make it Lord of the Rings. Perfect. People well, I don't even think they're even worried necessarily about even making their story in fantasy. They want to make their story in general. Right. And nobody wants to watch or pay for your story. Yeah. So how can we get people to watch whatever, you know, bullcrap story that we're about to put together? And it's like, well, 
we just have to buy somebody else's IP. Right. Something that's already loved, something that people want to watch and want to pay for, and then uh, then we'll write our own story and slap it in that. And then and then if they get pissed, we can point at them and say, well, you're a, you're an ist or you're a phobe because you didn't like the stuff that you've always liked. And it's like, no, no, no. Yes, exactly. I'm still that guy. <laughs> I still like that stuff. Yeah. What you made has nothing to do with that stuff. You just happen to buy my IP exactly. and are pretending that all of a sudden it's you know it's yours now and it's always been this way and and, and, and whatever else. And I, I got I got no beef at all with, with somebody. And here we, we're we're starting to dive a little bit into what matters. Which is why <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do, I know. Let's let's keep it to what really matters, and that right. will be the entertainment value. And honestly, again, right. my problem. If we're keeping into what really matters, and we're not sliding into real world stuff because we both don't mm-hmm. really want to go there. Is my problem is is that they're gonna pull a Hobbit and they're gonna say it's all about the connection between the people and the action will be just over the top crazy. And it's like, well, I don't want that. I want serious, gritty battles, and I want the character development to be organic. I don't want you to shoehorn this in, and that's what it feels like. You know what I mean? Like I and again too. Right. And from since they're using their stories, like we talked about, I think one of the problems is they're going to take the real world, the stuff that doesn't matter, like we talked about, and put it into our fantasy and go, "Hey, let's talk about economics." I don't care about the economics. I don't care what the gold to silver ratio in the dwarven world is. I don't care. About no, they're things. not going to. They're not going to get that deep. They're not going to get that deep at all. The reason why we know they're not going to get that deep is because they are so surface value right but, but, but what i mean but what i mean though is i'm saying like that's i'm saying not like obviously because again honestly a lot of the lord of the rings fans would like that but what i mean though is like i'm saying they're not gonna deal with character development well, see, and that the issue in the fantasy is that the lord of the rings fans already know Exactly. Said content. There you go. So what that happens here is when they come out and then cr- start creating something that all the fans all of a sudden twist their head sideways and go, "What are you? What are you talking about? That's not how that works." That's where it's going to get um, kind of. Uh, it's it's when it's going to start falling apart. And for instance, uh, the main character, uh, Gl- Gladriel, uh, she made a statement. The other day, uh, in interview, obviously not Gladriel, the, the actress, yeah, yeah. Uh, had made a statement that uh, Tolkien was a really complex person who wrote a really complex world. Okay, sure. Go yeah, on. true. Yeah, that, okay, like, right, you're like, so right. far you're like, exactly. mm, okay, I agree. Yeah. Keep going. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. Right, exactly. And then she says, this idea that anyone could know exactly what he would have wanted or what he would have liked is nonsense. And then it's like, well... No, and, and then this is where like uh, uh, the, the critical drinker jumps in, and then uh, it, this is all on Twitter. Yeah, th- this comment, and the, it is amazing the the ratio that, that took place. It is in the tens of thousands uh, uh, over the top, uh, which is then the, the critical drinker jumps in and says, "I know, right? If only he had left behind detailed appendices <laughs> outlining the entire history right. of his." Uh, fictional world, extensive uh, correspondence explaining that his hatred of allegory and storytelling and his desire that no talentless hacks should ever miss, mess with his creation. Right. And that is exactly what is, or at least that is what looks like it's about to take right. place. And based off of the reviews that I have already witnessed 
and, and watch. Now, granted, I have not watched the actual content, so we do, I, I take it with a grain of salt. There's only two episodes out right now. Yeah. I don't remember how many episodes there are supposed to be. Is it eight? Probably. Total? That's kind of the average Six speed. total, something like that. Yeah. So, it, they're, and they're all about an hour long. There is the potential that this could curve back. Yep. And it could turn into an amazing series that has... Uh, you know, can go down in an amazing legacy. Yeah. But the problem is, is the first two episodes that have come out, everyone across the board has said is incredibly boring. Yeah. See, there again, are this no is, extensive battle sequences. Yeah. This is exactly what I just it said about the Hobbit. It is all CG filled. Mm-hmm. It is lame, boring characters. Um, the main character, Gladriel, is not only a Karen... But also a Mary Sue at the same time, which seems impossible that you could be <laughs> both of these things. So then all of a sudden, when it when then when you're like, okay, so you have unlikable characters in the non-compelling story with no action sequences, and everything is CG. Right. You have a disaster on your hands. You do realize that you paid for a sixty million per episode disaster. And you know a rumor I heard today, which is. I honestly don't really believe it because I don't know how it can be true. I heard a rumor that if Lord of the Rings fails, and I'm guessing because they spent all this money, that they might honestly consider shutting all of Prime Video down. I don't know how that's possible, but when you look at the price tag, they literally could have bankrupt their service. And I wonder if it's possible that the board of Amazon, because you have to remember they have music and books and the Amazon store. That board, it's kind of like Microsoft. When if Microsoft says, Correct. "Hey, we're going to spend a two billion dollars," because uh, they spent a billion, right? Was it one billion? Spent a billion uh, on, on what? On Lord of the Rings. They spent a billion dollars on Lord of the Rings. Is that what they said? I I don't remember exactly how much it was. It was an astronomical amount. It was a huge, huge, huge amount, and they spent sixty million dollars per episode. This is so far the highest or the most expensive streaming right. series to date. This blows all of these other HBO film. I mean, like top quality stuff yeah. um, that everybody knows about. Yeah, but I mean, like Game of Thrones and stuff like that. This blows the budget for those films to, to smithereens. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll it's just wrap, not producing. So yeah, far. I'll just wrap my point and just say honestly, that could be true though, because if the you know, like let's say the Amazon Video department says we're going to take a massive gamble, but it shouldn't be much of a gamble because it's Lord of the Rings and people love the Lord of the Rings, and the rest of the right. board is like. You're right. That is what people love. And they said, we're going to make it like Game of Thrones. And the rest of the board went, you're right. People love Game of Thrones. And right. then they started seeing this happen with the settings before before it ever came out. And I wonder if the board looked at them and said, if you just burned a million dollars, you guys are fucked. I mean, because you can't well, you can't be burning right. our books, our, our uh, store and our music. If you're if you're going to sit here because all of those departments, I guarantee, are making money. Right, the music stuff. Well, they is, are making exactly. They're making. They're making hand over fist. Exactly. I mean, they're uh, the biggest Amazon, company in the world. Right. It is. It's well, yeah. Exactly. It's the biggest company in the world. They have unlimited funds. Uh, uh, there was just talks just moments ago. I think it was this last week about them may maybe buying EA and just yeah. getting into the gaming industry at one hundred percent by just flat out buying Electronic Arts. Right. And again, that's but, it, but that's the thing. So they're saying. You know what? If you Amazon Video Department are wasting yeah. all of our money, and our we can fold you up. We can fold you up. We don't need to play. Exactly. Yeah. We'll just buy video games if we want to stretch our empire. 
right now mm -hmm. our empire is so big and so vast we thought hey we'll make videos so they made reacher and they made terminal list they made all this good stuff mm -hmm. which is the reason why i don't mm -hmm truly believe that they would shut it down because they do have other good stuff and everybody loves right. streaming but i don't know well so right i i think that when it comes down to it it matters how much amazon is willing to prop up yep uh a certain sector like for instance microsoft has done and google have both done it over and over again where they will prop up a service until they look at it for too long and think we have burnt so much money on you that it's not worth playing anymore. Right. Shut it down. You're all fired. Maybe we can find you some spots somewhere else in the company, but this service is done. Or and no matter how much money Amazon Prime is pulling in, if they got over their skis and they spent more mm -hmm. than they can afford and they can no longer pay their, their employees pay for this entire service to function, then they have to look at Daddy Amazon and be like, you know, we really messed up. We need you to float us and right. make this all work. And then it comes down to them trying to decide, Right. So, well, yeah, I yeah. really am pissed that you entirely are trying to tank a major portion of my company, so I'll float it. Or they can say, hmm. Yeah. Let's see if somebody else wants to buy it. Be a lot I was going to say, or at off. the very least, what they honestly might do is they might just, if they don't shut down the service, I guarantee you, whoever the head of that department is, is on the chopping block. You mean at the, oh, at the sure. very Absolutely. At, at the very least, they're going to look to him and go, "How the fuck did you screw up Lord of the Rings? Yeah. <laughs> you mean how the hell did you screw this up? I gave you sixty million dollars." Per episode, guaranteed money. the whole terminal guaranteed money. Exactly, guaranteed money. The whole terminal list probably cost like a hundred million dollars. A whole sure. movie that has been doing very well. You're telling me you spent double that probably with two episodes. And again, it's one of those things where you just go, "This isn't worth it." We're cutting the whole service, or they're cutting the head. They'll cut. I mean, at the very honestly, he, I'll, I'll be yeah, surprised yeah, if he doesn't exactly. if he hasn't already honestly lost his job. I don't know who's the head of that department unless it's somebody. Well, I think what they need to do is they need to let it play out. Well, of course, of course. Because we're only two episodes into it. We're only two days into it so far. Um, granted, um, when the new uh, what, what is it called? The, what was the House of the Dragon the show with all the dragons? House, yeah, of, the House dragon. of the Dragon. When House of the Dragon dropped, it was a swell for HBO and HBO Max. Mm -hmm. HBO Max was on a major downturn. They were terrified that they were gonna shut down. Technically, they did sell off and, and move pieces around. Um, different people own uh, HBO Max yeah, now. Discovery, the, the Discovery like owned yeah, a bunch of it. Exactly. So pieces have been moved around, but people were afraid that HBO Max was going to fold. And then this massive swelling Again, yep. there's only two episodes of that out right now. Well, and here's there's only two episodes. And here's out. one of the differences. From what I've heard, they like so both these series were like honestly on the same track, where both of their um, the people like the actors were saying ridiculous things in interviews. Fans were getting scared. On both fan bases, were going, "I don't like this. I don't like what these guys are saying." But then, with House of Dragon, they have come out on top. They have come out very well, and. Like, p people I've heard, I've said, I like it. It doesn't have, like, all the stuff the actors said about it, meaning this or that, you can't really see in the show. 
right? So it'd have to be like one of those like deep view things. Whereas Lord of the Rings, unfortunately, has fallen into exactly what they did fear. It's boring. It's slow. It doesn't matter. We don't care about the writing of it and all this stuff. And it's like, mm-hmm. ooh, yikes. So I don't know. We'll see. But I tell you what, we, we can wrap it up right there. I think we're diving into too much theory about a show that we haven't witnessed yet. We have to watch it ourselves to really start giving our full opinion on this new series. Um, We'll definitely do that before the next episode. Maybe we'll give our review then. Yeah. Um, That or maybe we'll go on to some other stuff and we'll wait for the whole series to come out. That way we can give the fans a full, you know, this is what the series is altogether. Because then we can say, hey, the first couple of episodes were that good, but it builds up, you know. If we do it, because otherwise we'll have to do kind of episode by episode. And I think the fans would like it more if we just did one solid you know, block. I, I agree with you completely. Yeah, let's wait until the end. Then we can give a real review on it. Because, sure, maybe it's slow in the beginning. But then at the end it picks up and it's totally worth your time. So, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's maybe wait to do a full review. All right. Well, we'll wrap it up there. And thank you all for listening. And have a great time. And good night. See you guys.